We wanted a way that agents could hone their craft and be a part of a larger community, get the resources they need and information they need to know. We cover relevant topics in the industry that will help you close more sales. We talk to top producers and industry leaders to share knowledge and best practices from around the country. So if you want to make more sales, then listen up because we're dropping gold. All right. Hey guys, what's up? It's Eric with Medicare Sales Podcast and we are here today with the lovely Galen Hendricks and she just got done training the heck out of my team. I mean, we went in depth and I can't wait. So anyone who's a member, if you become a member of the Medicare Sales University, you're going to see under the guest coach training, her in-depth training on not only cancer coverage, which is, it's amazing because after going through what you went through, um, is it okay that I provide that PowerPoint in there yeah. as well? Yeah. So she, she has oh, a PowerPoint that we'll, that we'll include in there. Um, it's just so in-depth, not only from a sales standpoint, but also from a number standpoint, <clears throat> because you really hit hard on some of the things where people just, they don't think about it. They don't think about, um, you know, so many people in the Medicare world who have been doing this for a while still believe that if you have a meds up, you're good. And, and this PowerPoint and the presentation you did and the training you did today really uncovers why that's so false. And you I love that. You know what I think that is, though? I think you don't really think anyone needs it until you have to use it. You know, it's just like car insurance. When you're that young kid, you don't really think you need car insurance, but then you hit somebody and you're like, oh, I skipped a bullet. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with cancer insurance. I mean, it really does protect and reserve their savings. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help our clients see that we really care about their best interest. But sometimes you have to lay it out really, really distinctly, not only for them, but for agents as well. I mean, I'm an agent, you're an agent. No matter what position we hold at what company, we're still agents at heart. Oh, yeah. And we just want to make sure we do right for our clients. But sometimes it's really asking tough questions. Yeah. It's asking who they know and what you know, happened. What, what just I come I came across it a lot when I really had a, a much larger focus on training agents day in and day out. That many of them are just either they're not willing to learn the product. It's just like you were mentioning earlier. They'll roll their eyes about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think again, part of it and I'm not trying to be, say this to be rude, but part of it is ignorance mm-hmm. that they just don't really realize the exposure that a client, even with the Medicare supplement could have on the prescription drug side. Or again, I think what the statistic on the, on the Edna brochure says 42% of the cancer treatment costs come from outside the right. hospital, right? Absolutely. And, well, so don't take this wrong guys, but you know, I'm going to get real with y'all. Um, I think sometimes it's ignorance, but most of the time, in my experience, it's been laziness. We've been so used to selling two products. It's usually a MedSup PDP and get out of there and get to the next one. And I think a lot of that is, is if, if you're in a call center environment, it's a whole lot of people to talk to in a very short amount of time. So you're just trying to get through it. But when you go back after you've already sold them that, and then you're trying to follow back up with them, it's a lot of work that could have already been taken care of at the very first time you talk to the client. And it's never going to get easier to sell that cancer policy 
than the first call you were on. Yeah. You know, the client's already trusting you. They're already engaged with you. And I think the other thing, like we talked about today, people don't have an open enrollment period for cancer policies. That was, that was beautiful when you laid it out like that, because especially in call center environments, especially when agents are working the T65 market, they're always thinking in terms of T65 and when that effective date is right. going to happen. And the way you laid that out was beautiful. Hit well, on that a little bit. I will. Uh, cancer is not prejudiced. I mean, it, it's going to happen when it happens. And if you line up those dates with the time they turn 65 when their med sub goes into effect, but they got cancer, let's say you wrote them at 64 and a half, but they got cancer two months later. Well, if it doesn't go into effect to when they turn 65, their cancer plan's no good. They're going to get a refund of the premium if they paid anything, and that's not going to help their situation. I think our job is to take care of the client when we're talking with them. You know, make sure they understand. Make sure they understand why this is important. I think one of the things that we use in the Aetna training all the time is for around a dollar a day, if this were to happen to you, you can use Aetna's money instead of your savings. You know, that statistic we gave out today, which is absolutely true, is... I think it's like 70% of the clients have around $70,000 worth of savings. To live the rest of their life on. To live the rest of their life on. And, and I may be off a couple dollars, a couple thousand dollars. But irregardless, you can pay a dollar a day. And if this happens to you, you have Edna's money. And the chances of it happening to a client in the T65 model is real. 77% of cancers happen to people over age 55. So that means every client you're talking to in open enrollment, if you're in the senior business, two thirds of those clients are going to be affected by cancer and you didn't even ask them about the policy. I mean, at least get three no's and then make them say no. That way you feel good that you at least offered it. Exactly. I think in the med advantage world, you know, it, that part is so hard for me. I know why people buy MedAdvantage. I think it's a viable product for a lot of people. It obviously is. It's selling boatloads every year and more and more every year. Mm. But I think the sad part for me on that product is that people don't realize that you pay as you go. And if you get cancer, you can be up to 6,700 out of pocket just on chemotherapy and radiation, not to mention the drugs. The drugs are life-saving, especially on Part D as in David right now. And if you don't have money to pay for those drugs, those aren't covered under your Medicare supplement. They're covered under your PDP plan. And if you're in the donut hole or you're in that 5% catastrophic, like you'll see on the slide presentation that you're going to provide, Revlimid is one of those most prescribed drugs for cancer. A client's 5% out of pocket is $14,000. So at least start with a $14,000 plan, which would be a $15,000 plan, um, so that your customers are well provided for. I think one of the things that your people picked up on today that I thought, uh, and we say it all the time, so we take it for granted that everybody knows it, but it's the fact that, you know, these clients, they don't know what their prescription drug plans really do. You know, they think, oh, I've got a prescription drug plan, I'm covered, until mm. they hit the donut hole. And they hit the donut hole and they're like, what? Where am I going to go get that money? And just like that one prescription drug we showed today, that's $25,000, but the, the max out of pocket for that client was $1,295. We have to remember what these clients make a month. 
Yeah, you can't think about it out of your own checking account, banking account, or even capability to earn in a given month. And if they're on a Med Advantage plan, turn that plan from a liability plan into a, a comprehensive plan. You know, today when we said that to your call center, they were literally like, oh, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And uh, I think if a client truly wants a zero premium plan, uh, most of the time people take those because they don't have a lot of funds in the bank. So if they tell you they can't afford a $30 a month premium, then you need to ask them, then how are you going to afford a $15,000 out of pocket for Rev, for Revlimid? Who's going to pay that? Is that yeah. your daughter? Is that your son? You know, cancer is hard to talk about. Nobody likes to talk about it. Um, but I tell you what I've learned from my own experience, especially with my dad's situation, is I think my parents would have much rather had somebody talk to them about a dollar a day <laughs> paying a premium than having to borrow money from me or me go borrow money for them. Um, I just think as agents, it's our job to really lay out what the choices are. If a and client says no, they say no, but we've at least tried. There's, there's, there's a lot of Medicare Advantage agents that will listen as well. And if I'm correct, I mean, it still stands that pretty much all the MA plans when it comes to radiation therapy, chemotherapy, I don't even know if they cover immunotherapy and advantage plans, but um, you know, it's still a 20% co-insurance, which is why it's so easy for them to hit their out-of-pocket max for the year. And then on top of that, if they're a well-trained agent, they should hopefully also understand that if the MA, that just because they have an MAPD, that whatever co-payments the, or deductibles that the client makes towards the drugs, that doesn't count towards that maximum out-of-pocket. No. Drug plans, whether they're attached to a Medicare Advantage plan or they're standalone, have no cap. So guys, Eric and I were talking earlier today about providing you the presentation. It is for agent use only, but I think when they look at that slide on the prescription drugs, it's kind of like I told your folks today, that used to be full of hep C drugs and rheumatoid arthritis drugs. The whole page is full of cancer drugs now. And I know the politicians are really trying to work on the drugs as they should, but at the end of the day, they're not covered now. So it's up to us as agents to take care of those clients. I'm back. I'm sorry about that. No problem. Okay. Continue. So anyway, so I just think that, you know, when you look at that page full of drugs and you see that they're all cancer and we don't even try to sell a cancer policy. You know, I look back when we very first started this plan with Aetna, we were under a million dollars of a cancer premium being written a year. You know, we're, headed way past a $20 million run rate. I mean, so what does that tell you? That yeah. tells you a lot of people have now figured out this is a great plan to have. The great thing for agents, and this is the thing I think everybody really needs to grasp. Once a client buys one of these plans, they don't drop them. And we have very few plans out there that we put a client in that other than their Medicare supplement, that we don't worry about them dropping them, having buyer's remorse. Typically what a client thinks is if I drop this cancer plan, oh gosh, I'm going to get cancer. But that's really what they should think because the odds are stacked against us. You know, yeah. one out of two men, one out of three women, um, I think it's one out of 10 children. It may be one out of 12, but that's still a high number. 77% of over age 55 will get cancer. The Edna product pays for inside two cancer. Those are your 
breast cancers. Those are your uh, colon and your prostate cancers, the most common ones. I mean, there's just not a time that you shouldn't represent this plan. And another thing is, is that the great thing about this plan is the youngest spouse. I mean, having that youngest spouse being the driver on the plan is just massive. Yeah. Um, you, your agent saw it today. I mean, you know, you can save a client 20 bucks a month, $500 a year by using the youngest spouse. And get, yes, yeah, same coverage, same amount of coverage. Right. And if you have a family, you're adding that family on for another two bucks a month. Doesn't matter if you have one kid or 20, they're all covered for that $10,000 each kid. Yeah. So I think that, I think what, I think if anything we do with these types of conversations like you and I are having, we're just opening dialogue for agents. I think if we could finally get to a point after open enrollment and have some of your audience send in questions, it'd be cool for you and I to do a segment and just answer those questions. Absolutely. And, um, you know, cause I know there's questions we can't cover like in a 20 minute podcast, but you know, Hey, if they have questions or they're uncomfortable in selling, I think the thing that we discovered today is just learning how to bring it up. Yep. You know, because like we talked today with your guys, um, don't ask them if they want a cancer plan because all they're hearing is, do you want cancer? That was huge. You know, and, and I think about myself in that regard. Um, there's two reasons I believe in this plan. One is what I went through with my father. One is what I went through when I thought I might have breast cancer. And um, when I found out I didn't, I was like, oh, I have $90,000 worth of cancer coverage. I'm going to be able to go to the hospital I want. I'm going to be able to still survive financially, but I'll be able to get the treatment I need. You know, I've said time and time again, I think the reason my dad died so quick was because of the stress of not knowing how to take care of his family. The exact words on my video that's in that PowerPoint presentation, uh, which I don't mind you putting that up, is him saying, I wish the death would come sooner because I have life insurance. That's hard to hear. It's hard to hear, especially now the good news is, is I believe this cancer policy is his legacy. I believe every day that we train, every day we sell one, somebody else is not having to go through what my family did. Your story is powerful, and it it uh, it gave me it gave me the feels. You know, when you were telling your story, I mean, not only from the perspective of what you and your family went through with your father, but man, when you talked about what when you thought you might have. Mm -hmm. that, I can only imagine what that feeling is like, where you really like, you think this is it. Like my you dad know my had this. My business partner, Taylor, he and I cried. I mean, I was just like, you know, all these years I've been telling people, you're not going to be mad at me if I sell you a cancer policy and you don't get cancer. But if you do get cancer and you have this cancer policy, you're going to be mad, but it's not at me. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to live through those emotions. And I got to tell you, it was hard. I mean, thank God I didn't have cancer, but you know, my uh, aunt has been a four-time cancer survivor. Um, my dad passed away with cancer, but I, I love what your uh, rep said today. She goes, well, what if somebody says um, it doesn't run in my family? Mm -hmm. One of the things I told her in the audience today was didn't run in my dad's family either. He was the first. And so I think we have to just figure out how to get around those objections. So that's why I would encourage you guys out there with any questions you have, send them in. We, we'll, be, we'll love to do another podcast. We'll be back here in January and hopefully we can do another one of these and answer your questions and have you be a success at it. Absolutely. I think it's, um, I mean, I don't even look at it right now from it's money being left on the table. Mm -hmm. It's just more that you look at it from 
you're leaving your client exposed. Absolutely. And that exposure needs to be taken care of so that you can feel better about what you do as an agent. Because that story you told me, the other one that you talked about where <clears throat> you had an agent who didn't take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think, you know, the agent actually did bring it up to a client, but he didn't try to close it. Right. It was a Florida agent. He's actually now a really good salesperson of cancer policies, but he um, brought it up, didn't close it because I think the customer was giving him a little bit of resistance, but he called back in and said, Hey, you remember that cancer policy that, you know, I bought. He thought he bought it. Yeah. And then they play the recording back and they could for sure see that it wasn't sold. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one of those scary things because that client had a Medicare supplement, which is great, mm -hmm. right? But if that client had been that MedAdvantage client oh. and they constantly call in and say, I thought this was zero premium. I asked Aetna, what are your two biggest complaints on MedAdvantage? One, I didn't know that I was gonna be out of pocket for 20% chemotherapy and radiation and co-pays or whatever. And the second was, is I didn't know my doctor was in my network. Um, and I ask those questions because when we're building a sales presentation, we want to make sure that when we're selling our client a product that will help them sleep better at night, if we know those hard questions and the answers to those hard questions, then we can build a presentation that takes care of that before we get that objection. And I think exposing the customer without us bringing up something, we need to really look at that as agents, period. That, that's the one thing in our industry that I think we could do a better job of. I agree. And that's making sure that we tell the client, we don't want to expose you to unnecessary risk. You can either buy a zero premium product and build in a cancer and make it very comprehensive, or you can buy a Medicare supplement plan. So you can either spend $60 a month or $165, but we need to make sure you're well taken care of. Either way. Especially exactly. if you're coming off of a group plan. Mm -hmm. Those people have been used to paying dollars. And if they were on an Obamacare plan, they were probably paying $1,200 a month. So if, I, if I'm the agent out there, offer everything you got. All they can say is no. My dad used to tell me no was spelled backwards, by the way. He was the best insurance agent I ever knew. He was a debit agent for um, National Life and Accident, which later was sold to American General. But he said, no spell backwards. It's on to the next. Mm. And that's the way I roll. You know, you get three no's and you move on. But at least you tried to get that client to buy the product. You can sleep at night. That's right. You know you did right by them by at least trying to get them to con get comprehensive coverage. Absolutely. That's that's a great term to use for it. So, mm -hmm. um, man, like I said, we went into so much today. It's, <laughs> it was it's, a long day, but it was a good day. Yeah, it was a great day, and I really hope to uh, to, to reap some great rewards from it. Uh, my team is fired up. You can tell. Like I said, I told them, pay attention. I said, you have superwomen coming into the office, <laughs> and you know, if you guys want to understand, I don't feel like superwoman right now. My voice is dry from this Arizona heat. <laughs> But, but yeah, it's it, it, it just, again, they, they, I think they soaked it all in. They asked you plenty of questions mm -hmm. that, um, that are relevant, that, that are actionable things that they can go put into practice right now. And that's really all any of us can ask mm -hmm. for, you know, even right now, um, let's give them as if this wasn't enough, but let's give them an actionable item. So how do you bring up the cancer product, get a simple way to bring up the cancer conversation with somebody you just wrote on a Medicare supplement plan. Or, I'm sorry, a Medicare Advantage plan. Who do you know that's had cancer? It's that simple. Start there. 
And then once they give you the answer, the, the most powerful thing is to say what happened. That's yes. What, what happened? happened and let them talk about it. It's either going to be their mother or their father or their grandmother. Somebody had to take care of somebody. Somebody picked up a burden. Um, you know, when I think about my situation as a young girl, my heart breaks for my mother. She was losing her husband, but she was his primary caretaker. And here she was this little, I think she weighed like 150 pounds at that time, five foot three, getting a six foot one man wow. out of the bath. Wow. If she'd had a cancer plan, there would have been help there. Yeah. And I also think when you hear that, what happened, if, if you can bring a solution to the table, which is what insurance agents are, you know, it's like I told your folks today, we're really not salespeople. We are educators. And the more we educate our clients on what's out there, our clients will refer more clients to us. That's the most important thing. I think that who did you know, what happened, let them talk and then sell them a cancer plan, you know, and, and know the Aetna tool, know that you can do youngest spouse first, know that there's not a rate up for tobacco users. I mean, that's huge. That's a big point. It's absolutely huge. And you're taking care of people that will later become your either turning 65 client or they've got friends, they've got relatives. And if they went through that burden with somebody, and the last thing a senior wants to be is a burden on anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, we all know that. Um, but I think what is critical about it is just shutting up and hearing what happened and let them go, I could not be a burden. And this way I have money, I can take care of it. You know, that Revlimed drug we saw today, the 5% out of pocket, I think was like $15,162. Yeah, it's insane. If your dad was 65 and said, hey, I have to take this Revlimed, I don't have $15,000. It's going to save my life, but I don't have it, so I'm not going to take it. What are you going to do? I'm going to pay for it. You're going to figure out a way to pay for it. And um, when we can say, hey, for around a dollar a day, you don't have to worry about that. I think that's huge. And I think we, I don't think we do enough of that in the agent world. I think also that there's, um, there's some people who will try to wait till the last minute. And I just want to make this quick point um, because it's part of something you taught on today is that you can't get to the point where you're just like, all of a sudden you're showing some kind of symptoms, you're on WebMD and you're just like, oh my gosh, I might have cancer. I better go get a policy mm -hmm. because you can't, I mean, it's a, it's at least a 30 day wait period. So There's at can't... least a 30 day wait period and you have a two year contestability period. So if a client had a test or something that came back negative, it's going to be found out in that two year period. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think is really, really important is understanding the underwriting behind this policy. It's not guaranteed issue. But if it's CHAS 2.0 and they've been cancer-free for five years, treatment-free for five years, and they don't have HIV or AIDS-related, I mean, AIDS or HIV-related complex, they can get the plan. Yeah. So it's answering those three questions. Um, if it's in states that we don't have CHAS 2.0, then it's 10 years. But the, the truth of the matter is, and I talked to you about California. If any of you guys are in California, 
Don't hey, wait for those people to hey, get don't give away my secret. Oh, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a public service announcement today for California. <laughs> okay. But, okay. but it's, it is huge when you think about it. And I, I think that, you know, we've got to take care of these people. Another great thing is Georgia. Georgia used to only take up to $30,000 a year in cancer. Now we can write up to the $75,000 limit on CHAZ 2.0. So those are some things for folks that are with you that are in those areas. That might be some ways that um, they can really go out there and get some market share. Yeah. Did you mention, so California has a state law, a ridiculously weird state law yes. that says that you cannot sign up for a cancer well, plan. I'm going to give them all of that because you got on to me a while ago <laughs> for sharing the secret. So yes, you're right. California has a law that once you're 65, you cannot buy a cancer plan, which like I told your group today, apparently California forgot they're one of the largest MA states right? in the nation. Uh, <laughs> wow. They've got more out of pocket than anybody. Yeah. Um, but they, they say that if you've turned 65, you cannot buy a cancer plan or a lump sum cancer plan. I know for sure. So if they're 64 and a half and they're on your T65 lead list, write them. Yeah. Because at 64 and a half, you can write them. And you can tell them that very same, that, that law. The law says that yep. when you turn 65, you will no longer be able to get this. The time is now. That's right. And I think the other key thing we talked about today was using the rate sheet as a way of getting urgency. So if you're talking to somebody that you've put their MedSup app out six months, go ahead and make their cancer plan effective today while they're 64. It saves them about two months of premium a year. That's big too. And That's again, because deal. think about it from... Just because you make a good living, if you're in the senior market by now, you should know they're not in the same position. The majority of them, again, statistically, have $75,000 to live on for the mm -hmm. rest of their senior right. life, which could be another 20, 25, 30 years. It goes up every day. And here's the other thing is that when you use that ratio sheet to your advantage <clears throat> and that client sees that you're really trying to save them money, it's like we talked today. It's not rate inflated based on inflation because 10,000 you buy today is worth 10,000 in five years. That, that money doesn't change. So getting them signed up sooner than later, but the call I don't want is when I've taken somebody out six months on their Medicare supplement mm. and then they get cancer four months from now Jeez, yeah. and their cancer plan's not into effect till they turn 65. So now you've cost them the savings of two months of premium you did that wrong. Mm -hmm. But the other thing you did wrong is you didn't make their cancer plan effective today. It needs to be effective immediately. Yes. It needs to be just like, and, and that's what we always tell them. The two things we always say is when we're signing up people with our bundles and we're including the dental vision hearing and the cancer, we say that we want to make the cancer effective tomorrow because we don't know when cancer will strike. Mm -hmm. Just like you say, cancer has no bias. And so None. it could happen tomorrow. And so we don't want to wait on that. And then with the dental vision hearing, we say, why don't you go ahead and start eating into your waiting period? You have a 12-month waiting period on majors. So by the time your policy goes into effect, if it's six months from now, you're now only six months away from being able to use it on major coverage. Why not get it started right away for only a dollar a day? Right? And that works for those Medicare, Med Advantage lock-in leads. You know, if you get a bunch of those during the summertime mm -hmm. and there's not anything you can do with them, ask them. Say, hey, did your agent that enrolled you in this Med Advantage plan, did they talk to you about the cancer plan? And they're going to say no. Right. And then they're going to, because I can tell you almost they're going to say no. 
Um, but if they, if they say, no, I don't want to talk about that. I can't really afford it. You've got to remember if they can't afford that $30 a month premium, they cannot afford a $20,000 out of pocket bill. That's right. So we have got to get that clear to our clients. And, and there's nothing wrong with addressing that. it that way. The no. same way you just said, instead of saying, uh, because somebody, so if somebody says, well, I can't afford that $30 bill, you know, instead of saying, well, can you go without it? You know, can you afford not to have it? It's even better to say, well, are you going to be able to afford the $1,245 copayment on this cancer prescription drug or anti-nausea medication that's incredibly expensive and necessary because the chemotherapy drugs are now so strong that you need to have an incredibly strong and expensive mm-hmm. anti-nausea medication? Well, because like, you know, it's a little disgusting to talk about, but it's true. I mean, you're taking a high dollar chemotherapy to try to live, okay? Or a high dollar pill to leave, to live. But if you're puking all that up because you're not on the high dollar anti-nausea med, the other's not going to do any good. Yeah. So you've got to take those anti-nausea drugs. And even though they say generic, guys, those are not your $4 generics. Right. I mean, there was a lady we worked with um, in Aetna Telesales. Her sister had cancer. And the anti-nausea pill was $500 a pill. And I believe she had to take four a week. And at that time, I think she was taking, um, she took them for a month. So $2,000 a week. Yes. And they didn't have the money, the the in-laws situation. So it was a, that's a hard, hard thing because you don't want to go ask family members for money. That's literally a tough pill to swallow. It is a tough pill to swallow. (laughs) If we're going to make a lot today. All right. (laughs) If we're, if we're going to be funny, um, but, but I think, you know, there, there's a little bit of humor in everything we do. And I think when we're talking to clients that we, we have to make it light because cancer is a heavy subject. Oh my God. And if somebody's lost somebody to cancer, they don't really want to talk about it all the time. Uh, I finally gotten to the point now, I think it's because I go around the country talking about this all the time. I don't cry as much as I used to, but every now and then it brings back those memories But I think about it this way, and I think that this is something that the audience will appreciate. When I go back and I think about, you know, what could have made things differently? Well, you know, I would have loved to have had my dad live. That's always the ultimate, right? Right. But what if he could have lived those last three years stress-free? Because you know, he already told you. He wanted death to come quicker, mm-hmm. but you know it would have been so much different had he had a policy like this in place. Mm-hmm. That and would I think have been... that's what you guys do for your clients. Yeah. You're giving them peace of mind. We, I think sometimes we use that peace of mind a lot, but it really truly is. It is peace of mind knowing that when your customer goes to bed at night, if they were to get diagnosed with cancer, they're not going to be out $6,700 at least for that first year. And don't forget that 6,700 resets if they're not done with treatment. So that 6,700 could be times two plus the medications. So I'll leave it with this, if you don't mind, is that I think with every MedAdvantage client, you should start at 20,000 and 10,000 for your Medicare supplement customers. And I think that's a good way for you to start. And if one of the things we talked today is that on a MedAdvantage customer, just remember it's gonna be, because the MAPD and the PDP work identical on the donut hole and on the catastrophic. So if you remember for a MedSEP customer, really what you're trying to do is fill the void there for travel and lodging and prescription drugs. On MedAdvantage, you're trying to close the gap on the $6,700 out of pocket 
and the prescription drugs. And if you'll just keep it that simple when you're talking to your client, it makes things a whole lot easier. And one last thing is if they have a treatment plan in place, remember when they're a senior citizen, after every chemo treatment, they don't wanna come home and fill out a claim form for $150. On these type plans, they get their oncology report, they file the claim, they get a lump sum payment. And that takes a lot of the stress out of it. These seniors don't like messing with all the paperwork. I mean, even young people today, we're all technology driven. If we had to come home and fill out a manual piece of paper after ever chemo treatment, that would just be devastating. Stay away from, I mean, again, I, I don't want to get on any carrier's bad side, sure. but what we're trying to say here is that a lump sum cancer plan is the way to go for ease of use, for just simplicity's sake, and because then they have the freedom to, to use it however they want. Whereas if they get a benefit cancer plan, then they're, there's they're a lot limited. of great treatment plans out there, but, but they're for a certain age, they're for a certain benefit, um, and they go in conjunction with the lump sum. So mm. I'm not saying poo-poo on the treatment plans because that's not what we're saying. I'm just saying if it's one or the other in the senior market, the lump sum is the better way to go. Exactly. Um, don't cancel a treatment plan you've got. Just add to it. If you can afford both, absolutely sure. add to it. But if we're talking about, again, a fixed income, they can't afford it one or the other, the lump sum in the senior market will probably benefit them better. Absolutely. Let's end with a, on a little bit of a light note. What's your <laughs> favorite, heavy. what's your favorite restaurant when you come out here? Oh, the Mission. You, you knew that. I you do. I do. That, that, that is my favorite. What's there. your favorite alcoholic beverage to drink there? Oh, hands down, blood orange margarita. Okay. I'm going to try that next it's time. Amazing. At, at the Mission. At the Mission. A blood orange margarita. Okay. I haven't been to the one in Kiriland. I've only been to the one in Old Town. I almost went. I actually just had a staycation. We had a staycation here, and uh, we stayed at Kirlin Commons and um, at the at the Kirlin Resort. Um, the and, Westin. Huh? Was the Westin? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we had a great, great time there. The pool place was awesome. Um, my kid had a blast, but... Uh, Did they we put were, ice cubes in the water? Because no. y'all's water here is hot. It wasn't bad. Actually, it was... It was it's because you're conditioned. Uh, maybe that's what it is. It's hot here. It's <laughs> like I've told y'all before. You put your head in a 120-degree oven, it's still 120 degrees. Hey, but I bet you I sweat less here than I would if I was out in Fort Worth with your humidity. Uh, for sure. So that's, that's the tell, that. the telltale for me. Like, I just don't like being wet. So. I'll give you that. <laughs> Unless I'm swimming. <laughs> but, yeah, if you guys ever come out here, try the mission for real. It's, a, it's actually normally where we would meet so i mean if i could probably bring a presentation whiteboard she would mm -hmm. have rather have been there absolutely you know but uh, but my office had to we be. should do a podcast there that'd be fun let's do it we should call them and do it like at two o'clock in the afternoon when there's nothing going on well, you're coming back in january uh -huh. the weather's gonna be great yeah. so we can even sit in their outdoor patio yeah. and do it we just need to tell them just think of the business they would get because all you guys when you come back from MedSup conference when it's in phoenix or icmg you can go the mission. Yeah. We should get our food free. We're going to have to negotiate that. We're going to have Feed to negotiate. all you guys when you I like come. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for coming out and training You're the welcome. team. Thanks for taking this time to do the podcast and just throwing this awesome knowledge out there that I think is, again, actionable items that I hope you guys will take away and do. Uh, start talking. Start having these conversations if you already aren't. Um, I, don't, I don't believe. I think the numbers would be much different in terms of premium if – 
all agents were actually doing this, or even if the majority of agents were actually doing this. I don't think it's there yet. I think you got maybe about 20% of the agency force yes. that will have these conversations right now. I, I think you're absolutely right. And what I'm excited about this is, you know what, maybe we're starting a revolution. Maybe oh, we yeah. are going to help so many people and you guys could be part of that. I think that that is uh, what's getting ready to change. Yeah. Well, and let me tell you guys, I mean, it's really awesome. And anytime you guys get an opportunity to, to meet Galen, she's, um, she, she's a, she's, you are revolutionary. You're, you're, Aww. you're, you're one of those people who is setting trends at the forefront, making things happen, going and talking to members of Congress and going up and talking to the, the, the movers and shakers who can actually um, help us to bring out products that make a difference. And I, I'm really, I feel honored to be your friend. I'm really wow. honored that you come out and spend time with me. You made me cry. <laughs> this is so nice. Well, I think we all need to be doing that though. I Absolutely. think we all need to be talking to our congressmen and I think we all need to be talking to our senators. I remember when I talked to John Cornyn, he didn't even know really that much about the healthcare bill. He was very complimentary, he was very nice, but it just got thrown at him. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he went on Bill O'Reilly the next day and he sounded really good. But I think it was like he said, I'm actually talking to somebody that has feet on the ground. Right. And I think sometimes, you know, it's easy to judge from the cheap seats. We don't know what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis. They don't know what we go through on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think anytime any of you can get in front of your congressmen, your senators, anybody that has any influence on our industry, make sure they know what we really try to do for our clients. Because um, I think our business is changing. Yeah. And I give guys like you compliments for that all the time. Uh, because I think these new and upcoming agents who really, really care about their clients and, you know, I've been fortunate. I've worked around a lot of these guys. Like I told you, I celebrated 34 years in this business, May 12th, and I have known some of the best of the best in the industry. But I think we are changing this marketplace. I think our congressmen and senators want to hear from us. They want to know what's going on. And, um, and that's why I'm, I'm really excited that someday in California, hopefully they'll allow people over age 65 to buy a cancer plan. I think it's really, really important to those uh, constituents there. Yep, I agree 100%. And that's something that I know I can improve on, you know, yes. getting in front of more people who have some sway and influence on what we do, something that I just, I don't spend enough time doing. Right. You know, I think sometimes we take it for granted that we have amazing people like you that will do that and, and, and make things happen and that, and then we get the benefit. Here we go again. again. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, thanks again. So, guys, okay. Bye, check guys. us out next time. We'll see you guys later. Thank you.